0: Listener production. Good morning sports fans and welcome to a brand new week of sport on the scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan and this is your fast fun hit of sport for Monday the 22nd of November. Today, Tennis Australia draws a vaccine line in the sand ahead of next year's Australian Open, rain spoils the V8 supercar party and Manchester United makes manager Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer Ollie Garner Solskjaer. But first... If we end up losing the Ashes this summer, let's not forget what it was that threw our preparations into absolute chaos. Dick pick, dick pick, there's a dick pick! Yes, if you missed Friday's bombshell, let me catch you up real quick. Today I'm announcing my decision to stand down as the captain of the Australian men's test team. Test captain Tim Payne last Friday fronting the media and standing down from the captaincy over a sexting scandal from 2017 involving a colleague at Cricket Tasmania. Please continue, Tim. At the time, the exchange was the subject of a thorough CA integrity unit investigation throughout which I fully participated in and openly participated in. That investigation and a Cricket Tasmania HR investigation at the same time found that there had been no breach of the Cricket Australia Code of Conduct, although exonerated. I deeply regretted this incident at the time and still do today. While Tim was ultimately cleared by Cricket Australia's investigation into the dick pics, the problem was that he'd since become the captain of the Aussie test site because Steve Smith had been playing with balls of a different variety. So now it's March of 2018 and Cricket Australia has replaced one test captain for playing inappropriately with balls with a new test captain who's inappropriately sending pictures of his ball. My plastic surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. Well, there goes your social life. Which brings us to last week. And with the explicit text messages having found their way into the public domain, Payne felt he had to stand down from his position. And in the wake of that decision, Cricket Australia has made its own admission. I acknowledge the decision clearly sent the wrong message to the sport, to the community, and to Tim, that this kind of behaviour is acceptable, and without serious consequences. Current Chairman Richard Freudenstein basically admitting that whoever was in charge back in 2018 cocked up, if you'll pardon the pun, by allowing Tim Payne to continue as the test captain given what we now know about his texting behaviour. Captain of the Australian cricket team has to be held to a very high standard, which is why I think it is absolutely appropriate that Tim has resigned the captaincy, uh, which is in the best interest of him and Australian cricket. So with only 16 days to go until the Ashes kicks off at the Gabba, Cricket Australia has to find someone who measures up to the standards of the Australian Test Captaincy, and who doesn't have any dick pics, sex tapes or knob shots floating around in the cloud. What's going to be here in January I think will blow your mind. It will be a great sign that our city and our state is back. Uh, and we look forward to inviting the world's best tennis players uh, to play in the world's best tennis tournament, in the world's best tennis stadium. Victorian Minister for Sport, among other things, Martin Pakula pumping up the city of Melbourne at yesterday's official launch of the Australian Open. But there was a slightly less pumped up footnote. All players must be fully vaccinated. Like the AFL, Tennis Australia is rolling with a no-vax, no-play policy. And while it probably does affect other tennis players who have intentions of competing at the tournament, in reality, it's all about Novak. He has indicated that it's a, it's a private decision for him, and uh, at the right time he will tell us. Um, and I know that he wants to play it, he's clearly indicated that. Tennis Australian CEO Craig Tiley speaking about nine-time tournament champion Novak Djokovic's current communication with the tournament organisers about his possible participation. Djokovic, however, speaking to reporters after his semi-final loss in the ATP Finals to Alexander Zerev, said that he hadn't been talking to the organisers of the Australian Open and had simply been waiting to hear what vaccination policy they decided to put in place before making a decision. You should shit get off the pot. I should shit get off the pot. Djokovic remains tied with Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal for most men's Grand Slam victories on 20. Federer will miss the tournament due to a knee injury, but Rafa? Well, Rafa is double-vaxxed and will be ready, racket in hand, come January. More than 80% of the world's touring professionals are now fully vaccinated. <laughs> New Zealand Shane Ben Gisbergen has been crowned the V8 Supercar Champion for 2021. Yeah, it's been an awesome time and super cool to win another championship um, over the moon. But the win didn't come without some controversy. Van Gisbergen claimed his second championship after last night's Sydney Super Night race was rained out. And that was a glimpse inside the garage. Red there. flag, red flag. Uh, the race is being suspended. The race is being suspended. All drivers to follow the safety car into pit lane and stop in the fast lane. With the Eastern Creek track looking more like a wet and wild ride, the call was made to abandon the race, which left Van Gisbergen with an insurmountable lead over teammate Jamie Winkup on top of the drivers' championship, with only one race remaining in the series. Nick Perkett, who was due to start from pole position yesterday, was understandably less stoked about the decision to abandon the race, tweeting, Sorry to everyone who wanted to see a race, the wrong call was made today. We are paid professionals expected to drive to the conditions. We have wet tyres for a reason. Oh no, he didn't. So, with the championship now secured, Dan Gisbergen and the rest of the drivers can focus on the final race of the season, which just so happens to be a little race called Bathurst. And I don't care what anyone tells me, Manchester United have got quality players. You can't lose to Watford 4 1. You can't. Manchester United, the once great, proud global force of international football, is a club on its knees. A huge win for Watford Football Club and a huge defeat for Manchester United. A 4 1 defeat at the hands of Watford over the weekend has finally brought the managerial reign of one of the club's favourite sons, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, to an end. We're embarrassed. Losing uh, the way we do. We know we've been, we are in a, in a very bad run, a bad situation, but that's part of football. Solskjaer speaking after the loss in what would be his final post match presser in charge after he was sacked by the club's board. A decision that didn't come as a surprise to Solskjaer's former teammate Rio Ferdinand. Things aren't going well. So maybe there needs to be a change if you want to improve things. And I think that's just an honest assessment of it. And that's what I'm paid to do, is give an honest assessment, whether it's friends, former teammates, or people that I don't know. Treat them all the same. And that is your fast, fun hit of sport to kickstart another week. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on the Scorecard. Listener.